How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Monday, October the 18th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're doing well. And before we get into the news, I just want to take a moment to say apologies for the mix-up with the uploading yesterday. Uh, I recognize that many of you only heard the TGO after show as opposed to the regular weekend show. I'll try to make sure that doesn't happen again in the future. All right, let's get into the news. Uh, definitely the biggest thing to happen happened on Friday because Nintendo held an Animal Crossing Direct and there was a ton of information. So I'm going to try and get through as much of it as I can here. The first thing I'll mention is that they're adding a free update and they're calling it Animal Crossing 2.0 and it is adding just a bunch of stuff. And I think a lot of this stuff people kind of wished was already there from the start, so they'll at least be happy that it's there at all. Here's some of it. Uh, they're adding some new NPCs, particularly Brewster, who is the owner of a coffee shop that will be in the museum. They're also adding Cap'n, and he is a turtle that will take you to a bunch of other mysterious islands, which is already a mechanic in the game, but this one will actually bring you to islands that are different seasons or different times of day from your current island. So it'll let you gather resources that maybe aren't available to you at the moment. Uh, they're going to be expanding Harv's Island so that some retailers who usually come around just once a week are going to have a permanent location. So NPCs like Harriet and Kix and Sahara, normally you see on a limited basis, but now they'll have a, a place that you can go to them at any time. They are also adding town ordinances, which are the ability to make NPCs active at certain times of the day. So if you are an early riser, then you can set it to the early bird setting and stores will be open at earlier times of the day. NPCs will be walking around at earlier times of the day. Uh, same for night owls and I don't know, there's a few options there. In my opinion, that's definitely something that should have been there from the start. There are better storage solutions. Uh, it's going from 2,400 to 5,000 items in the storage. Better customization options, tons of new items. They're going to have morning yoga with NPCs. There's a new cooking system, an improved camera mode, more music, just tons of stuff here in the 2.0 update. It's tremendous. However, besides the free update, they are also giving the game its first DLC, which is called Happy Home Paradise. And the basic idea for the DLC is that it is going to give vacation resorts to your villagers. It basically seems to be the equivalent of Happy Home Designer, which was a 3DS game, which kind of just let you customize Animal Crossing however you wanted. So you get to make some vacation homes for your NPCs, outfit them however you want. And of course, they added a ton of new customization options in there as well. There's pillars, there's counters with varying heights, there's partition walls and better lighting, and all of that can be brought back to your main island as well. So that's super cool. And then finally, it was announced that the DLC is going to be included as part of the expansion pack of Nintendo Switch Online. So the expansion pack was announced a while back. It's bringing N64 and Sega Genesis games to the Switch. And so this DLC will be a part of it as well. The pricing is at 50 American dollars a year. That's about $3 a month, which is actually pretty wild. Uh, it's a significant upgrade from the $20 a month of the base Nintendo Switch Online. I'll let you decide whether or not that's worth it to you. And so anyway, the expansion pack is arriving on October 25th, but all of the Animal Crossing content will be available on November 5th. And if you want to buy the DLC on its own, it's $25. So anyway, there's a lot of info there, a lot of content that I think was a long time coming. Obviously, COVID-19 was a big reason why all of that was delayed, I'm sure. But I hope that Animal Crossing players will be happy with it. Nintendo weren't the only ones with a conference, so was Microsoft with Minecraft Live. There were a number of announcements around Minecraft. I'll talk about three of them. 
First one here is that both editions of Minecraft, both Java and Bedrock editions, are heading to the Xbox Game Pass PC. So previously, the Bedrock edition of the game was only available through Game Pass on console. It wasn't on PC. And so now they're bringing it to PC, but it's not just the Bedrock version, which I think is really, really cool. That's a great PR move for them. There's still millions of people playing the Java version, and a lot of people prefer it because it's easier to do mods and texture packs and things like that. Even though they haven't been focusing on Java, it's, uh, it still has a presence. Okay, they also announced their next big update for the game called the Wild Update. It's coming sometime in 2022, and that will improve some of the biomes in the game, some of the overland biomes. This update will also include the Deep Dark biome, which was previously delayed from another update. That's going to take place underneath the bedrock layer of the game. And finally, they announced that Minecraft Dungeons is going to be getting a new seasonal model with an associated battle pass. That's pretty interesting. They added this pretty far into its life cycle. It's also getting a new game mode called The Tower, which is a single-player, almost roguelike dungeon crawler mode. Super cool. You face waves of enemies that are generally increasing in difficulty. Anyway, I love everything here. I love Minecraft. I love what they're doing with it. I hope it continues to be a successful franchise for them in the years to come. Tremendous, tremendous game. Okay, and folks, that is all the time I have. Thank you so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, yeah, tons of stuff happening in Animal Crossing. It's wild. I could have done the whole show talking about all the stuff they announced, but I wanted to get Minecraft in there as well. I don't know. I think I think it's very interesting. Um, one of the things I could have talked about was this price hike on the expansion pass. I think it's not as bad as it seems because, you know, the base, the base uh, service is $20 a year. This is $50 a year. So it's more than double for some N64 games, some Sega Genesis games, and an Animal Crossing DLC that, you know, if you don't own Animal Crossing, is kind of useless. But I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as the optics seem. Because if you think about it, like, if you compare it to Xbox and PlayStation, it's still cheaper than both of those online services. Granted, those online services give away, like, free games and stuff like that on a consistent basis, modern games. But I don't know how many people are subscribed to those things in order to you know, get the free games. I think people buy PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold in order to play Call of Duty with their friends. Obviously, that's simplified, but you know what I mean. However, on the other hand, the Nintendo Switch doesn't have Call of Duty or any modern multiplayer game, basically, that isn't free to play. All of their first-party titles that have multiplayer, I mean, it's good that they have them, but how popular are they? How, how many people are playing Mario Kart, Mario Party online with random people? Or with their friends, for that matter. You know, I think most of the time, the games that they have, they're playing it local. Smash Bros. is another example. This point was brought up to me by, by uh, Katosep. It's great that they have an online service, but, you know, how great is it actually? How many online games do they really have? Not a lot. So, I don't know. You know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I think, I think what this expansion pass is targeting is not the hardcore audience. This is for people who are like, hey, I don't really know what to do with emulation, right? and who don't still have their N64, which is probably not that common, and are just like, hey, those are games that I used to play, and I'd be interested in playing them again and on the go, so I'll sign up for the expansion pack, you know? That's enough. And, and maybe, or, you know, the other alternative here is you are somebody who played a lot of Animal Crossing back in the day, you fell off of it because of the lack of content, and maybe the DLC is interesting to you, but you know that you're not going to play that DLC for longer than a year. 
So you play the DLC, you lose the DLC after the year is done, and you got some bonus games in there for that year as well. Who knows? Maybe maybe that's a, a target for them as well. It does feel a little empty, but I don't think it's as bad as it might seem. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What else is going on? Uh, I don't know, man. I've been playing a lot of Super Auto Pets, you know? I keep talking about this game, but it's all I'm playing. It's so good. I play it while I watch YouTubers and while I watch television shows and listen to podcasts. It's very addictive. But I don't know. I installed some other single player games, some some hefty single player games in the hope that I will see them and be like, hey, you know what? I should invest my time in something that isn't Super Auto Pets. So I downloaded uh, Control from Remedy Entertainment. I have played it before on the television, and I feel like I just was not able to get sucked into that game in the way that they want you to. And so uh, I, I downloaded it on PC so that it's the, the, the environment is a little tighter. We'll see. I, I might still fall off of it, but I want to try it again. And I also downloaded Fallout 4. So I loved Fallout 3. I know a lot of people loved New Vegas. I never finished it. And I know that quite a few people weren't super happy with Fallout 4, but I never played it, and I don't really know why people dislike it. So, or, you know, if they dislike it. I also know lots of people that like it. So, anyway, I like the Fallout franchise, and I would like the chance to at least see what Fallout 4 did. And I think now is as good a time as any. So, there you go. We'll see if I actually play those, but they are downloaded. Okay, and that's, hey, that's what's going on with me. All right. That's all for now. Thanks for being here. And until next time, farewell.